1: well good morning church what a hectic time of year right i am so glad that you guys are here how many of you are glad that you're here and not in the line at walmart right (laughs) yeah we can thank god for that right now I, i get so frustrated with crowds this time of year how many of you are in the same boat with me in fact why don't you elbow your neighbor touch your neighbor and tell them okay stop touching me i'm sick of crowds right now he's bumped into all the time I'm ready to dive right into this. I'm excited about this message today. Um, If you would look with me in Luke chapter one, this is a very familiar part of the Christmas story. Um, Starting in verse 28. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel went to her and said, greetings, Will ever fail, man. We could just we could end the message right there and just say that verse over and over again. No word from God will ever fail. Aren't you thankful the fact that your God, when He speaks over your life, it will not fail. When He has plans for you, it will not fail. No word from our powerful, great God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, "May your word to me be fulfilled." Then the angel left here. Today, I want to speak to you from the subject, Blessings and burdens, blessings and burdens. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we invite you right now to speak to us. We know you're already in this room, and, and we pray that you would open our ears and open our hearts to be able to uh, understand what it is that you want to talk to us each as individuals today. So God, I pray that I wouldn't get in the way, that there'd be no distractions, God, in our own minds or are in this room, but God, you would speak to us, help us now. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Everybody said, amen. amen burdened and blessed at the same time. You can be burdened and blessed at the same time. You you can be experiencing miracles and yet still feel miserable at the same time. I wonder, is there anyone in this room that you know what that feels like to to look at your life and see uh, that there's blessings all around you, that God is blessing you, yet you feel burdened at the same time. I wonder if there's anyone in here that knows what it feels like to be experiencing God's miracles in your life, and you're so confused by it because you're you're seeing that he's working in your life. There's miracles happening, but you still feel miserable at the same time. See, one of the great oddities of life is how paradoxical it is. The fact that you don't seem to get just one thing without the other, you, you don't get all good times without some bad as well, and, and the flip to that is that you don't get all bad without some good. No, no, you take one with the other, you get both at the same time, and, and really understanding how to live life is understanding how to deal with the good and the bad at the same time. And I want to talk about this um, from the perspective of the fact that that we're here because We want God's word in our life. Like, I I don't know about you, but I can tell you, for me, I want to know what God's word is for my life. I want to know what he's saying. I am so sick of the opinions of other people. You know, I'm so sick of campaign speeches. I'm so sick of of the way you think I should do my life and the way they think I should live my life. I want to know, what is God saying? Is there anyone in here that you want to hear God's word for your life? Yeah. When it, when it comes to God's word though one of the things that many of us overlook is the fact that God's word can be very disruptive because, I mean, we get excited about God's word, right? We, 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 we That's why we're here today. That's why we open up our Bible app, and I want to hear the message, and I'm listening to a podcast, because I want to know what is God saying in my life. I, I don't want other people's opinions. I want to know how am I going to make it through this year? How am I going to be successful? How am I going to see my dreams? So God, what is it that you want to speak to me? And we ask for God's word, but when God speaks, it's disruptive. Oh, it's disruptive. I mean, let, let me just tell you, if... It, it, if, if you um, want to do life your own way, <laughs> if you want to just have it your way and you want to see your plans fold out the way that you have them don't don 't invite God into it. I, I might warn you though that if you do life without god your your life 's probably not going to turn out the way that you expect or the way that you hope for, but when you invite god 's word into your life, it will disrupt things it it 's disruptive it 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 it'll it'll take what you thought your plans were and it'll it can flip them upside down it, it can mess things up it can stir things up see see God's word even when it's a good thing even when it's a blessing will disrupt things it, it'll flip things upside down and see i think so many times we get this so backwards because we have mismanaged our faith in so many ways to where we start treating God in our faith like he's a bellman or he's like a butler. God, I want you to move it over here and then I want you to move it over there. And then God, I need you to bless me and, and I need a job. So would you give me a job? And I don't like this job anymore. Would you give me a different job? And I need a wife. Would you give me a wife? Would you do this for me? Do this for me, do this for me. And it's like, we treat God like he's Santa Claus right? Like, I've been good this year, God, so do something for me. What can you do for me? But, but the truth about life, the truth of the matter is, it's not about us using God. Our lives are about God using us. And, and when we start to understand that, we start looking for God's word. God, what is it that you want to do? What do you want to speak into my life? And when he speaks into your life, you must understand that when God speaks, it cancels all other things out, when God speaks to your life, it, it cancels your plans, it cancels other people's opinions, it cancels whatever else out, because God's word is disruptive, it's disruptive. I think about Mary, right? Think about the plans she had. We, we know that she, uh, she's a young virgin and she's from uh, a town in Galilee and we know that, that she has kept herself pure. She's kept herself holy, she's been ready and uh, she stayed chaste, ready for the fact that she was hoping to get married someday and she found the man of her dreams or, or he found her. We're not quite sure exactly how it happened but now she's engaged to be married. It's like her dreams, her plans, her goals are all coming together and think about what that must have been like for her that now all of her friends, they're like jealous of her. They want the life she has so they're excited like, man, I wanna get married, I want, I want my life to turn out the way your life is starting to turn out So they start to plan a wedding and it's like, uh, how cool is it going to be? Who are you going to invite? Who's going to do the catering, right? Um, uh, how many people are coming? Like, what are you going to wear? What's it going to be like? And all of these plans are coming together. Mary's got her dreams and her hopes and her goals. And then God sends a messenger, the angel Gabriel, to come down and speak to her. And with one word from God, he blows the whole party. It's like, I have my goals, my plans, this is the way I'm going. And then God speaks and complete all of those other, all of her stuff completely thrown out the window. It's like, because we look at this and we look at it from the hindsight of the story and go, oh, how blessed Mary was to experience God calling her out and saying, I want to use you in a powerful way. That, that's incredible. It, it, it's awesome. And God sends a word to her and the word was Mary greetings you who are highly favored notice God didn't curse Mary God blessed Mary but the blessing also comes with the burden and man there are many of you in this room you know exactly what I'm talking about that there are blessings that come with burdens it's not like God cursed you he's not he's not punishing you he's not doing anything. he's giving you what you prayed about he's giving you what you asked for he's giving you blessings but those blessings Man, they come with burdens. And, and we understand this because, I mean, you, you can think about it on a very practical level. You wouldn't need a garage if you didn't have a car. You wouldn't need a good job if you didn't buy the house. You wouldn't need a bigger mortgage if you didn't buy the bigger house, right? You, you can't have the blessing without the burden. It's like, don't you know if you have kids, you, you that comes with the burden. <laughs> if you get married... Let me go to the next one. If you, if you want a job, <laughs> I'm myself in trouble. If you want a job, it comes with a burden. If you want a paycheck, you can't have a paycheck without going to work. It's like if you want opportunities, there will be burdens with it. Every blessing that you have in your life comes with burdens. In fact, the Bible says in Luke 12, 48, to whom much is given, much is required. Blessings and burdens come in the same package. In fact... God's choice of how he blesses you has a lot to do with your ability to withstand the burden that comes with it. Because there are a lot of us, we pray for things that, that, that God hasn't given it to us yet because we haven't got to the place where we're prepared and ready for the burden that comes along with it. That's why your haters hate you. Because they look at the blessings that you have and they don't see the burden that comes with it. They look at you with jealousy and man, like, I wish I was the boss. I wish I had my own medical practice. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> because they don't see the burden that comes with the blessing. Man, in every area of life, you can look at the fact that, that when you receive blessings, there's responsibility, there's burden that comes with that. I mean, one of the most practical ways I look at it in my own life is I got to tell you, I am honored to serve here at Fellowship Church. I'm honored to be a pastor. Here. I love Fellowship Church and, and I got to tell you God has used Fellowship Church to bless me in so many ways and bless other people in so many ways and it blows my mind mind Week after week, I'll drive over the interstate and I'm coming in here and I see a parking lot full of people and I see all these cars and knowing there's, there's thousands of people that are showing up today because God is working in people's lives and he's ministering to people. He's, he's freeing people from addiction. He's bringing marriages back together. He's strengthening people. He's giving us our identity. He's forgiving us of our sins. He's doing so many things. God blesses us in so many ways and, and this place has been a blessing to me. I met my wife and got married in this church. I mean, she got saved in this church. We were raising our kids in this church. The Fellowship Church, it's a blessing. But I'll tell you as well if you ask me when I come over and I see the hundreds of cars and thousands of people, is it a blessing? Yes. Is it a burden? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> because every blessing comes with a burden something my oldest daughter is starting to recognize right now because uh she's a teenager and she's got a job and um a lot of her friends are jealous of the job that she has the blessing of the paycheck that comes so they ask her questions like hey how'd you get this job i want a job i want a paycheck how'd you like are you going shopping how how in the world do you get that money well i'm working it's like they want they want the blessing and it's the same friends that will call her up and say hey can you go out with us on saturday and she's like no i'm working why because blessings and burdens they come in the same package like isn't it interesting how how you can be experiencing the most miracles that you've ever experienced in your life and yet at the same time feel completely miserable that you you can be receiving what you've been praying for you can be living the life that you dreamed about when you were a kid you can be receiving miracles from God and you look and you go oh, this doesn't feel like a blessing. Because the truth is sometimes success doesn't feel like success. Sometimes miracles don't feel like miracles. They can feel more like misery. Sometimes blessings don't feel like blessings. They can feel more like a burden. See, you can have the miracles in your life and not appreciate them and not even recognize them because we're not focusing on what God's doing on the good side. We just focus on the weight of the burden that comes with the miracles. See, everybody wants the the miracle without the misery. You know, fat people want to be skinny. Skinny people want to be fat. Like people with long hair are, are wanting it cut off. People with short hair are wanting it sewn on. Like single people want to be married. There's some married people that want to be single. It's like, everyone's trying to experience the, the miracle without the misery, looking for the sweet spot where, where I can have one without the other. But the truth is, you've got to take the bitter with the sweet. You've got to take the good with the bad. You've got to recognize when God blesses you, there's a weight that comes with that blessing. There's something that people won't understand. The haters won't understand when they look at you and they're jealous about uh, the blessings in your life. They won't know the weight and the difficulty that comes along with it. And we see this so clearly because when God sends his angel to come and speak to Mary the greeting to Mary was greetings you who are highly favored the angel told Mary that she was highly favored that she was blessed that she found favor with God why is it that he said this to her I mean, think about it. How weird would it have been if this story unfolded differently? If the angel came down to Mary and said, Mary, um, greetings, you who are a teenage girl who's a virgin and you're engaged. She'd be like, yeah, I know all that. <laughs> what are you trying to tell me? See, do you recognize when God speaks to you, he, he's not telling you something you already know. Anytime God speaks to you, he's telling you something that you don't understand yet. Anytime God is speaking into your life, he brings his word into your life. He's speaking something that is not fully existent in your life, yet he's trying to change your perspective and help you understand what it is that you need to know about yourself. So when the angel of the Lord speaks to Mary and says, listen, you are highly favored, he's telling her that because he knows God is about to bring you through something where you are not gonna feel highly favored. God is about to bless you and you're not gonna feel blessed. God, God is about to bless you, and it's not going to feel like a blessing. There's going to be people talking about you, people whispering about you. Your, your your fiance is about to try to throw you out. It's not going to feel like a blessing. Oh, but you're highly favored. You're going to be blessed. It's like, I swear, if you can just make it through this, this is going to feel bad. It's going to seem strange. Like, understand this, that God is about to hand you a miracle. This is for every person in this room to understand. God is about to hand you a miracle, and the miracle will outlast the misery. That God will give you blessings, and it will outlast the burden. So so don't give up the miracle just because you feel miserable. Don't give up the blessings in your life just because you feel the weight of the burden that comes along with them. So so what he's saying to her is like, listen, it's like, I know you're going to feel like you don't have any friends anymore, but but that will pass. I know that you're going to feel like you don't have a home to go home to anymore, but that will pass. I know that Joseph is going to try to throw you out and be done with you, but but I'm going to deal with him. I know that your friends are going to start gossiping about you, but listen, that will pass. It's like, I know that your baby is going to be born in a barn and it's going to be surrounded by sheep dung and lice and and, and gnats and all this stuff. I mean, I, I, I know that you're about to have a holy thing happen in a filthy place. And we look at the story and go, how is it that God could put something so holy into something so filthy? but don't you recognize that our God has a habit of putting holy things in filthy places. And if he didn't, you and I wouldn't be saved today. So I thank God for the fact, because we look at this story and we recognize, wait a minute. When God sent his son, his holy son to come down into this manger where there was sheep dung and there was gnats, there was lice, there was animals all around the, the, filth of that situation didn't make Jesus dirty. Jesus made the filth of that situation holy. (laughs) So I thank God that he still uses his his grace to be able to bring holy things into the filth of my life. Man, I'm thankful for that. That we see in the story, it's like God is extending such an amazing blessing, such an amazing grace to Mary. and, and, And we see that that he has to explain to her that you need to understand that you might not feel blessed, but, but you're highly favored. So hold on to this word because you're going to be going through some nights where, where Joseph doesn't want to talk to you and you're trying to figure out, like, how am I going to make it through this season? I just want to survive. I just want to make it through. And it's not going to feel right, but you've got to understand you're blessed that, that you're going through this right now because God is trying to birth a blessing in you. And Mary does something that's hard for every one of us to do. It's the struggle of our Christian walk, the struggle of our faith. She says yes to the blank check of God's word in her life. She she says this in verse 38. Mary answered, may your word to me be fulfilled. Essentially, she's saying, God, I'll go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. You can upset my life. You can stir my life up. You can be a disruption to my plans. I, I, will, I will say what you want me to say. I'll love who you want me to love. I'll, 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 I'll live my life the way that you want me to live it. May your word be fulfilled in my life. And church family, I want to warn you, don't say that unless you mean it. Don't say to God the, to disrupt my life and do your plan in my life unless you want him to, because if you give God access to your life, he will completely overhaul it. He will completely change it, and he, he will give you his heart and his view and his perspective and his life, and it's like your plans all of a sudden, they, they might have seemed great, but now you're going to go through some times when you're like, I don't know if this is better or not because I feel the burden and I feel the misery of what God is doing right now. And so many people get confused because they don't hold on and wait to outlast the burden and outlast the misery to see the miracle that God is doing in you. He wants to change you. He wants to bless you for good and not to harm you. So she says, God, may your word be fulfilled in my life. And it's hard because it's real. Because it it looks like, God, even when I feel like I'm losing, may your word be fulfilled in my life. Even when my heart is breaking, may your word be fulfilled in my life. Even when I'm crying myself to sleep, may may your word be fulfilled in my life. When when I'm broken emotionally and I don't know how to put myself back together, may your word be fulfilled in my life. When I'm broken financially and I can't even seem to make ends meet, would your word be fulfilled in my life? Even if I have to raise my kids by myself, let your word be fulfilled in my life. Church family, I'm asking you, have you ever said yes to the word of God in your life? Said, no matter what it takes, no matter what it means, God, I I want your word. I want your plan for my life. Whether or not it feels good or it feels bad, whether or not I'm in the mood for it or not, I want to surrender myself to be faithful to your word, to do what you want to do in my life. And understand that it's at this really disruptive point in Mary's life when, when. when her plans got thrown out the window and now, now things just don't even look the way she expected them to look, it's at this disruptive point in her life that God begins speaking to her about her cousin. He said, you remember your cousin Elizabeth? It's like, she's going through the same thing you are. Like you might feel like you're by yourself in this, but, but she's, she's carrying something that she didn't think she could carry either, just like you're carrying something you don't think you can carry. In church family, we need to pause on this and look at it because so many times when we're going through something, when we're going through a difficulty, when we feel like we're looking at all the miracles in our life and so confused by ourselves because we don't understand why we feel so miserable, it can feel like you're the only person going through that. It can feel like you're the only one who's ever felt this way. I talk to people all the time, and it's shocking how many people will say something like that. Like, I feel like I'm the only one who understands. And God's like, no, no, you need to understand. You're not the only one that I'm trying to do a miracle work in. You're not the only one that I'm raising something up in. You're not the only one that is carrying a blessing right now and doesn't even understand the way it's supposed to feel. You're not the only one. So your cousin Elizabeth, she's going through the same thing you are and they were in different ages and stages, different demographics, but they had, they had a connection and their connection was based on their difficulty that they were going through. Because, you know, Mary should have, was barren. She shouldn't have been able to carry a child because she's never been with a man. And we know Elizabeth, the Bible says, who shouldn't be able to carry a child because she was past childbearing age. She was, the Bible says she was old. So it's like, they're they're both in stages of their life where they shouldn't be able to carry a blessing, yet they're carrying it. And with that comes so much difficulty. And when we pause and look at Elizabeth's side of the story, we see that Elizabeth needed a child. She wanted a child so bad because it it would fulfill some things in her personally, like the way that society looked at women and the importance of of childbearing back in this day. It's like, like she wanted to fit in with the culture. She wanted to, 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 to feel like she's fulfilling that need that her society put on her. But then at the same time, there was something so much deeper going on. That her husband, Zachariah, was the, the last of the Aaronic priesthood the last of the priests of Israel. So what this shows us is like, we already know that the succession of kings had ended for Israel. All they had left was, was priest. And if Zechariah died without having a child, that would end the entire Aaronic priesthood. So this wasn't just an important thing for for Elizabeth. This was important for the entire nation of Israel. The, This would affect an entire nation if she didn't have a child. And the Bible says that even when she was old, God blessed her to conceive. I want to speak to people in this room right now that might consider yourself old. Notice, I'm not going to tell you if you're old. That's between you and God. But everyone in this room that considers yourself old, let me talk to you a minute. Let me talk to you a minute. You need to hear this. Don't put yourself out to pasture. Don't, don't ever feel like or listen to the enemy's lie that because you're older, you're no longer relevant. Don't ever listen to that because we need you. The church, needs, the church needs your gifts and your wisdom, your experience, your knowledge. So, so don't ever listen to the enemy to say, just put yourself out to pasture. No, God can still do something in you. Even like Elizabeth, when you thought you were past the point in your life where God could do a great miracle, he still will do a great miracle. So I'm, I'm begging you for our church as a multi-generational church, don't put yourself out to pasture, but get right alongside uh, those of us in different generations generations and start serving with us and, and serve with someone who's a quarter of your age and be like listen I got something to bring to the table and you might have the strength to run fast and the passion to run fast but I got the knowledge to know how to do this right and I've got the experience to know how to teach you how to not hurt yourself along the way so bring it to the table because God could still birth something in you that you thought was long long gone in our society, our society well, worships and honors youth. But the truth is, if you're serving youth, you're serving something that's fleeting every breath that you take. And we'll, we'll, be, we'll be out of business, out of life, out of plans, out of dreams in a moment if we serve that way. But that's not what God shows us. God shows us that even when we thought we were past the point of God being able to bless us, Elizabeth's life shows us, wait a minute, I can still do something in you that you thought was long gone. So God blessed her to conceive. And we see now that in her old age, God's doing a work. And now the young woman has gone to the old woman's house to minister to her that they're both going through difficulty and they're going through it separately and now they're bringing it together because we see that there's a difficulty of going, Mary knows that her fiance wants to throw her out. We know that Elizabeth is going through the same uh, a difficulty of going because of Zachariah's uh, doubt. The angel took away his voice so he can't even speak to his wife anymore. He can't speak to anyone anymore. So they both feel isolated and feel alone and, and Mary goes to minister To Elizabeth, get this, while she's the most miserable she's ever been, ministering while she's miserable. Guys, you gotta go miserable you got to minister miserable sometimes. you got to minister when you're feeling burdened sometimes because I've talked to so many people that, that will say the same thing that all of us feel sometimes because we know God wants us to serve. He wants us to bring our best to the table. And so many times we will try to disqualify ourselves and say, when I get my life fixed, then I'm going to serve. If I can just get my problems cleaned up, if I could stop struggling with these issues, then I'm going to bring it to the table. If I can just get my finances fixed, then I'm going to give. If I can just get my marriage right, then we're going to start bringing things to the table and teach each other. No, 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 no. If you ever want to be used by God, you've got to go even when you don't feel like it. You gotta go miserable sometimes. You gotta go when you don't feel blessed because if you wait for your life to feel like you are on your A game and everything's perfect, you're never gonna serve God. And here, Mary goes to Elizabeth to serve her when she's at her most miserable point in her life. And we see that Mary goes in and and just for a little bit to understand the plight that Elizabeth was in, There's a book that's not part of the Bible, but there's a, a Jewish historian by the name of Josephus that writes a little bit about Elizabeth. And one of the things that he theorized in writing about her was that many believed that she might be carrying a stillborn baby because the baby hadn't been moving anymore. So... A little bit of the plight that Elizabeth is going through, and we're going to see why, why this might be relevant here in a moment, is the fact that she thought she made it to the point of blessing, but now it feels like what God was birthing in here might be dead. Like, like it hasn't moved for a while. Like, I thought God was doing something, and now it doesn't seem like it's happening anymore. I, I, I thought that, that I was seeing a change in my life, and now it doesn't feel like it's going to happen anymore. And let, let me just tell you, let me just tell you, there is no joy like the joy that comes from, from getting a blessing from God when you don't feel like you should be able to have the blessing. When... Because the enemy will tell you, no, you're too old for this. No, you, you, you've you struggled with too much. You've messed up too much. You've failed too many times. And when God says, I don't care what the enemy has to say, I'm going to bless you anyway. And you start to look down and see, wait, I'm swelling up because God's putting something in me and God's giving me something in my life that's growing in me. It's like now all of a sudden there's a joy that comes. It doesn't matter what you had to say about me because look at me now. God's blessing me. God's doing a miracle in my life. In a little Elizabeth was at this point where she's starting to see a turnaround and now all of a sudden it looks like it stopped. And the Bible says, verse 41, and it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting from Mary that the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with with the Holy Spirit. So you've got one woman coming in who who is, one woman there who's carrying something that's possibly dead and another woman who's coming in carrying the resurrection and the life. And when Jesus came into the room, that thing that they thought was dead is now leaping and moving again. Because what you might need to hear today is if you've been focused so much on the misery that you're going through, in the burden that you're going through, in a season of difficulty that you're going through. If you're focused so much on that, it could start to feel like those things that God was doing in your life are no longer alive. They're no longer happening. But with one moment, of Jesus coming into the room. He can take that very thing that you thought was dead and he can raise it back to life. He can give you hope again. He can give you dreams again. He can give you excitement. He can give you passion. He can, he can take you to a point where you thought it's too late for me and, and say, no, 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 no. God is still birthing something in my life. Would you stand to your feet with me? I, I wanna pray for every person in this room who maybe is looking at your life and you feel like you're experiencing the burdens and not seeing the blessings anymore, I wanna encourage you that, that God is handing you a miracle and the miracle will outlast the misery if you just don't let go if you just keep holding on to God, that that his blessings will outlast because he can get you through this season where there's difficulty. He can get you through the criticism. He can get you through the pain to where all of a sudden, when we look back at the story, we don't see the pain that Mary went through. We saw that she carried the greatest blessing that's ever come onto earth into the world. Why? Because the miracles always outlast the misery. If you'd bow your head and close your eyes with me, I know there are many of you in this room that you need an encouragement from God. You, you, you need a little shake me, wake me up, God. There's, I, I need something in me brought back to life and I wanna encourage you right now, invite Jesus to bring back to life that thing in you that he started in you that you don't feel like is there anymore. Heavenly Father, we come before you right now And it's in the powerful and mighty and wonderful name of Jesus that we ask and invite you to wake up whatever it is in us that that we felt like has died. Because God, we see in the story we know from your love for us that that you want to birth miracles in every one of our lives. And we give you access right now to speak your word into our life, to upset our plans and have your way with our lives. And God, that you would blow our minds with the way that you bring miracles and blessings into our life. And even for those of us in this room that are experiencing blessings, but it just doesn't feel like it, help us, God, to keep holding on to you. Help us to make make it through the season of the burden so we can fully carry the blessing. God, I thank you for each and every person in this room. I pray that you'd bless us. Help us to be your love and your life and your light as we walk out into our city God, give us strength as we leave here. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. I love you, church family.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, You will be saved, Romans 10, 9. You can do that right now. I just want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord, that you died on a cross for my sins, and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my Savior, to guide my life, and to give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this in your precious Son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, or if you need prayer, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY or at prayer at fellowshipgj.com. Thanks again. We hope to see you next week.